Yeah. I feel like people don't. People don't wanna rep their city, man. Red city. I rep my city. Portland 503, I need to stand up right now. OG wanna see with G. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come it, light it up, up. Come it, join a team. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come it, light it up, up. Come it, join a team. Blazer. Rip City. Can you believe it? It's a great day to be a Blazer. Thank you for joining us on the Blazer Gang Podcast. This is actually episode one of season two. We got Summer League right around the corner. Free agency has started. The draft is behind us. We got a whole bunch to talk about today, don't we, Chris? Man, we got a whole lot to talk about, man. <laughs> it was a great, what, opening day of free agency, man? I don't I don't think I've been that excited as a Blazer fan in the offseason. Like, I mean, we've had some good things here and there. But like all at once like that, it was just like bang, 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 bang. And yeah, I was just like, what is, what is going on? Because Woj, you know, he was just dropping bomb after bomb after bomb. I was <laughs> oh, like, man, man, all right, when's Portland going to get theirs, you know? And right? then boom, he drops it. He did. It took a little time, but it definitely came through. Mm. And there was some small ones in there too that, you know, we'll, we'll get into those and talk about them. Uh, but first, I want to remind you, all you listeners, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go ahead and uh, subscribe and like us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. Uh, just search Blazer Gang Podcast. Reminder on Facebook, we are Blazer Gang. On Instagram, we are official Blazer Gang. And on Twitter, we are Blazer underscore gang. And guess what? It just came in. Woes oh, dropped no. the bomb, man. Oh, no. Woes just dropped the bomb. So Jake, man, he's signing a three-year 11.5 uh, with Minnesota. Minnesota always does this shit to us. <laughs> they did it with Roy. They did it with Batum. Like, yeah, I, I promise you, it just came in. Portland, rest, Portland restricted free agent Jake Lehman is signing three year, eleven point five deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> so that that changes. Uh, so is that that's uh, that's what eleven eleven and change total. Well, yeah. For okay, the well, I was year. like, that's not per year. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I like Jake. Okay, so yeah. we're looking roughly three and a half, four ish, something like that know, per yeah. season. Uh, what do you think? You think they match that? I think that they should. Mm-hmm. You know, just because of the year that he had this past year, yeah. he was very productive. Um, he really didn't get too much playing time in the playoffs, which I was surprised. Uh-huh. But I think I think Portland should match that. I know we're kind of wing heavy now, you know, with the additions of Baysmore and the resigning of Hood. Yeah, um, Tolliver too. Yeah, I think, but I agree with you. I think not only should should they, I think they will mm-hmm. because we have without him, we have two roster spots already, right? And, and you would think we're we're gonna fill at least one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can field with thirteen, I believe, but I don't think a team's really gonna keep thirteen out of the fifteen just to save money. He, like you said, he had a decent year last year, so why not bring him back for for three point, you know, whatever see what he can do and give him these three years and, and then cut the cord or mm-hmm. use him as a trade piece. Uh, it's it's barely over the minimum, so I don't know why you wouldn't. Unless there's somebody that you're going to go get for the vet minimum you know, to replace him with, but I don't see that necessarily happening. And so looking at it, it is a sign and trade agreement oh, with the Blazers. So he's getting <laughs> traded. So he's getting traded. So For who? It it doesn't say. That's all it says. It's, oh uh, my goodness! This is exciting. This is like breaking live. It's breaking news. news, man. You know. So when you guys listen to this, <laughs> this is what happened on this Wednesday, man. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know all these answers that I, <laughs> to the questions I'm asking. Right. By the time you're listening to this, exactly. So that's how new this news is. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that's that's crazy. Uh, other in other Thunder, news, right? Uh, we got an awesome interview coming up later with. Mike Dom, the Dominator. The Dominator. Uh, he's playing currently. He is slotted to play for the summer league roster for the Portland Trailblazers down in Las Vegas. He's a 6'9 forward. He is a top 10 scorer in NCAA history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really want to you you really want to listen to that because I think he has a chance, especially with Layman leaving now. If we don't fill that spot, I think he has a chance to get at least a two way. I mean, the guy can score. Yeah, no, for sure. 23 points for four years. Yeah. Um, and just looking at his clips, I didn't see too much of his games mm-hmm. uh, during the year. But looking at his clips, man, he could let that thing fly. 
he's a pure shooter, um, barrel chested, big body, kind of kind of slow. Not, yeah, he's definitely you not know, the most not, athletic yeah. guy. But um, he does know how to get his shot off, and he does know how to hit an open jumper. So that is something that the Blazers yeah. are looking for. And say what you want about you know where he went to school, South Dakota mm-hmm. State. Uh, if you getting buckets, you getting you buckets. buckets. Dane, that's how Dane was recognized. Exactly. That's how C- CJ was recognized. Exactly. So like, real recognized, real. I think it's a great opportunity for him in the summer league, and we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, first summer league game is coming up on Saturday the sixth. We're going to be playing the Pistons, mm-hmm. and I got that schedule right here. It's going to be at three thirty on ESPNU. Uh, so if you want to watch that, that's uh, three thirty Saturday, July sixth. Uh, that'll be our first win on our victory <laughs> you, tour. Just talking that up, huh? I mean, defending chance. We went like oh, five yeah. and zero last year, six For and zero sure. last year. So until somebody proves us otherwise, I'm right. assuming we're winning every game. Uh, uh, that's what Mike said he wants. You know, oh yeah, he's here to defend that title. Same thing with Nazir. <laughs> he and wants I, to I win. Think, I think you know with this culture, I think the new guys and the young guys want to prove themselves, mm-hmm. and they're like, man, we gotta keep this championship in in our backyard. So I yep. think it'll be exciting with them and see what they can do. So let's get started with these free agent moves. Uh, first off, I want to talk about just the general like outlook of the NBA now, because. Mm-hmm. You know, usually there's one or two guys every year that moves, but this year it felt like they just kept coming and every name was on the move. Anybody who was questionable got moved or wanted to move. Uh, So first one is the big one, Brooklyn, Lance, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. How do you feel about that? Does that shift you? I mean, obviously Katie's out this year. Right. And that's, I think a lot of people tend to forget that he's going to be gone. Yeah. They're not a championship. They're not going to win anything. I mean, they'll make the playoffs again. I, I do believe that. But um, with KD being hurt, they're not a title contender. No. And plus, you still got to see how he comes back, you mm-hmm. know, from the injury. Um, out there in, in Golden State land, don't know if he was yeah, forced he- to play, you know, but it, it just wasn't a good situation. And so I just hope that he does come back mm-hmm. and be able to play. But mm-hmm. for, for those trades to go down for Brooklyn, it looks great on paper, man. It looks great on paper. Plus, they still got... Uh, the big guy, Allen. Yeah, Allen. They so, basically kept their the yeah. rest of their team. And they got uh DeAndre Jordan too. Yeah. So that's that right there, they're they're fighting for uh Eastern Conference supremacy out there. And on the flip side of that, you know, D'Lo went mm-hmm. to the Warriors. So that's kind of a stopgap for them. They're still taking a significant step back because they're losing KD and Clay and replacing it with, you know, with uh D'Lo, mm-hmm. uh D'Angelo Russell. Which is, you know, good for them. We'll see how it's going to fit in the long run because I don't think he's necessarily known as a knockdown shooter. He can he can hit. No, but his threes, if you look at his percentages this past year, like he was hitting that three. Okay. So um, he, he could be a spot-up shooter at times. Yeah. Um, I think it is a, it's an interesting fit, mm-hmm. you know, to say the least. You know, have another point guard besides uh, beside Steph. So it'll be interesting. And he's a little bit bigger. He's like six. Four, six, about five. six four six five um yeah. needless it, to say they need him this year oh yeah <laughs> they for didn't sure. get that if kd just left right then golden state's in a whole lot of trouble mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh which i mean i hate the warriors so that this is me talking right. but if you're kd and these guys force you into an injury yeah and now you're gonna be like okay let me help you out and get you some talent since i'm leaving hell no if i'm kd i'm like peace I, I, hey, I, I would have left too, you know, and not helped them. But that just, I guess that's trying to show how Katie is as a person, you know, maybe yeah. he's trying to clean up his image. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it was just a bad situation for both parties, how it, how yeah, it went how down. it ended for sure. I mean, like if if you play somewhere for eight years and and then you leave and want to do a sign and trade to help them out, I totally respect that. Right. <clears throat> LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he but, might come back. <laughs> Signing trade? Yeah. <laughs> For Jake Lehman. <laughs> Whatever works, man. Right. Uh, Philly, Lance, mm-hmm. Horford. They lose Butler. You know, they Well, they don't lose him. They traded him to Miami where he yeah. wanted to be. They got back Josh Richardson, which is a pretty nice piece. And I, I like those moves for Philly, man. Mm-hmm. I like those moves because- um, They're huge now. Shoot, they might be the biggest team in the East. Well, no, you still got Milwaukee. Milwaukee's still pretty big because they got- 
both Lopez's. I want to say. I yeah, want to say they do. Yeah, they got that. So yep. that's finalized. Yeah. So um, and they picked up uh, Loki. Could be a good pickup for them since they lost Brogdon. They picked up Wesley Matthews to kind of shore up that bench. Exactly. That's a exactly. nice little nice little grab. Because mm-hmm. JJ um, went to New Orleans. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> Philly they lost, but then they gained some. I know. So and think about this lineup: Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Tobias Harris. Ben Simmons, and then Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson's the smallest guy in the lineup. He's like 6'5". Right. Um, the rest of the guys are like 6'10 and above. It, I don't know about uh, about Tobias. He might be like 6'8". But. Nonetheless, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, a big squad. You know, that's they're bigger a big than me. Squad. Yeah. Um, now, they're going to be interesting. I mean, shooting-wise, I think they might you know drop down a little bit, You know, mm-hmm. losing J.J., Hopefully, Ben has finally got a jump shot. I know I saw some things on IG and Snapchat. He was working on the jumper, but we got to see. You got to get his confidence up. Something, man, because I really had them going to the finals. I, could, I could see it. I think uh, I think in the East, it's going to come down to them and Milwaukee. You think so? And I just think it. what it's going to depend on for me is if Milwaukee learned their lesson from this year mm-hmm. uh, on how what they did poorly against Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh because you got in those late game situations where it was Giannis trying to do everything right. and everybody else just standing around like, because he's dominated all the time. Right. People just expect him to keep dominating. We've seen that in Portland. It doesn't work out when you're in those crunch time games. It doesn't. Now, with Kawhi, we don't know where Kawhi's going to end up. I think he's going to stay in Toronto. Fingers crossed. Right. Well, I don't want him to come to the West. <laughs> Knock no, on wood. No. But um, if he does stay in Toronto, you don't think that Toronto will still be If, if the he stays two? in Toronto, then... Because that's the I've same team, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I got I to gotta roll with Toronto. Uh, and in that case, I'd I'd probably put Milwaukee as my number two. Okay. <clears throat> I I think Philly is going to be right there. But just for the continuity's sake, Milwaukee's exactly. the same team. Exactly. Philadelphia has some pieces they got to work around. They mm-hmm. lost some shooting with JJ and Jimmy. So that's not a for sure thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have? I mean, Butler to Miami. Miami's not good. Yeah, I mean they they'll they'll sneak in there. I think they'll sneak yeah, into they're that top eight, eight. Eight seed. Yeah. But here's the thing with Jimmy Butler's always been like, I want to win. Right. I want to be competitive. Right. But I want to go to Miami. Hey, I think he said, <laughs> I want to have an easy life for the next couple of years. You know, he was out there in the cold in Minnesota, in uh, Philadelphia, Philly, you know, Chicago, Chicago also. He's like, man, let me let me go down to South Beach, <laughs> see what this life is about, you know. Let me talk to D Wade and see how I could do some things yeah. out there. So, um, hey, it's, it's not, maybe it's just a good situation for him. We'll see how that, how that plays out. Cause they mm-hmm. had to give up a lot to get him. I they mean, did. Hassan, obviously, which we'll talk about in a we'll minute. We'll talk about Hassan. Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know the rest of the, the pieces that went into that deal. Those are the two big ones though. Yeah. You lost, you lost a center, mm-hmm. uh, who they kind of were losing faith on anyway. But then you lost your up and coming shooting guard. Exactly, Richardson. I think he's been in the league like four years, and each year his scoring. Oh yeah, all, he, of, all he, of his yeah. numbers have ticked up. He's every progressing. Year. He's progressing. I like. He went him. from like a like a six point rookie year to like sixteen points mm-hmm. last year. So he's still got room to grow. Um, athletic, he can shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? So we got AD finally went to the Lakers. Yeah, you know, as expected. And now it's LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis and Jeannie Buss. In the big three. Right. I'll see how I like what you did right there. So they're they're trying to get another superstar out there, you know, Kawhi. Oh man, if they don't get but, Kawhi, they are screwed. I mean, but even then you still have for the for the short term. They're yeah, a short good term, team. yeah. They're a yeah. good team. they they still are because they still got Kuzma. Yeah. Which I really like. I think the Blazers should have picked him up, you know, the draft a couple years ago. Mm. But uh like they're still I mean, they're still the Lakers that are promising. I mean, they're not gonna, you know, be the last four or five teams in the West, but no, I think I, I think I think they could sneak into the playoffs this year. Yeah. I really think so. I think if you have a healthy LeBron and a healthy Anthony Davis, you're a playoff team. Yeah. No matter who you put around you, I just wouldn't necessarily be scared of them or think of them as a you know a, a real contender. A powerhouse, yeah. Okay. Unless they get that third that third, that third piece, if they mm-hmm. just fill it up, if they strike out on Kawhi and they say, let's fill it up with one and two year contracts and mm-hmm. get ready for the next max guy, you just wasted. You know, year what thirty four of LeBron or whatever, however old yeah, he is. Yeah, year year two of um of his yeah. four year deal, but like LeBron said, it's a four year deal. It's mm-hmm. a process. Um, 
So we'll see what they do. I'm just we'll see. I said this when they when they made the trade for Anthony Davis. I went on Twitter and I was like, hmm. I'm curious to see how the LA is going to mess this one up. Right. And then a few day, and then a day later, the news came out where they didn't know the cap situation, mm-hmm. and then they had to like renegotiate the deal and yeah. stuff, and and pull some strings. And I was like, okay, Exhibit A, how they mess up. And now they're waiting on Kawhi, who maybe he lands there and everything's fine. Maybe he doesn't, and mm-hmm. they just wasted their whole you know off season. Could have gone after Jimmy Butler. They could have gone after Tobias Harris. All these names slipped through their fingers waiting on a guy. They could have, but um, I think they're just focused on their main topics. Mm-hmm. I mean, their main players. Uh, you know, they got LeBron the year before. Mm-hmm. Now they got AD. AD. Then next year, maybe they go after Kawhi or somebody yeah. else. Like, I think they're trying to wait it out and see how all the chips fall. So They got cap space, so yeah. they're not in a terrible position. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to be really funny to me if they have to fill it out with, you know, vet vet contracts yeah. and they write it that way um still a quality team one team though i think that took some steps up is utah man let me tell i'm scared of them right now <laughs> i am not going Bogdanovich, but and, conley though yep yeah, and conley conley and donovan mitchell together yeah that's scary man they got a real good defensive lineup too oh yeah and then you still got rudy gobert mm-hmm. you know defensive player of the year um who's your four now uh, their four is going to be, they lost Derek Favors. So yeah. that's a knock on them. They did lose Derek Favors. Uh, that's a good question. We got to look that up. Yeah. But no, I, I, man, with them just getting Conley, just that right there alone, that backcourt is, is going to be top three backcourts in the, in the league. Cause Conley, he's a seasoned vet. He's crafty. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's overlooked at the all-star, um, selections, but mm-hmm. He's one. He's one of my favorite point guards. Like That's, he was giving us fits last year against Portland when yeah. he was still with Memphis. Ed Davis. Ed they Davis. Picked up Ed they picked Davis. Him up, yeah. They picked up uh, Emmanuel Mudiay. They mm-hmm. picked up Jeff Green uh, and these, somebody else too. These I are like, players. Uh, and then the other ones is uh, uh, Bogdanovich and uh, and Conley. Obviously, that's uh, all I'm seeing on here. Like that's a nice squad on paper. Yeah. I mean, now you know they gotta go Everything's through gotta training camp out. and everything. You gotta get and to see chemistry. how that goes. But I, I like Utah, man. I like Utah. They definitely improved themselves, but they still gotta get past Portland. Got to, man. <laughs> got to. You know. I mean, we were uh, sitting here when when free agent broke, free mm-hmm. agency broke. We were sitting here with our you know hands under our legs, waiting for a move because exactly. we saw all these other teams: Pelicans making deals, Utah making deals. Minnesota trying to get mm-hmm. D'Lo. It didn't work out, but they were trying. Like All these different teams making moves in the West, and then boom, 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 we get a deal from uh, Miami. We send out Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless and get back Hassan Whiteside. And you know what? I like Whiteside. Like, a lot of people want to knock him off his you know, work ethic or mm-hmm. you know lack of offensive skills, but this is a big guy, man. He's... Always top 10 in blocks. Yep. You know, he's averaging two a game. He's always up there in rebounds. Always in rebounding. With him coming to Portland now, we have two rebounders in the top 15 for mm-hmm. bigs. No other team in the league has that. You know, and that's what that's, I mean, that's, you know, saying when Nurt comes back, when yeah. he's healthy. But having two of the top rebounders in the league, that says something right there. I mean, yeah, the guy, he's he's seven feet tall, like, and he's physical. He's exactly. not he's not seven feet tall and you know skinny like skull, no knock on skull. He's yeah. just not that body type. Uh the guy, you know, last year, 12 points, 11, uh, 11 rebounds. Like that's what you need. And that was the reason we brought in Cantors, because we had Nurk and we mm-hmm. wanted that that other awesome center that mm-hmm. teams don't have. You always have a good center and you got a guy who just gets you through until number one can come back exactly. on the floor. But when you had Nurk and Cantor for those few games, it was like it was it was like hitting somebody with the right and letting them shake it off and then coming right back in right. with the left. Exactly. You can't it, do anything. And it's gonna be like that uh this year again when Nurt comes back, you know, hopefully after the New Year's. Mm-hmm. But um, no, Hassan, he brings that defensive presence presence that you know sometimes we lacked. You know, it was easy for other teams to score against us in the paint, especially Denver, yeah. you know, in the playoffs. Yeah. But um I, I like his game, you know, and plus him and CJ hang out in the offseason sometimes. I yeah, see them everybody. snap. So yep. I think there was a, a relationship there built, you know, for the past couple off seasons. And you saw his reaction 
When oh, yeah. about the what trade. What, what do you say? We got shooters. We got shooters. We got shooters. You know. Um, you have shooters now, Hassan. Welcome to Portland. Yeah. So he's happy. I, I think he's happy. I think he'll be a great addition to the Blazers, man. And and like you said, people try and knock him on, on his, his work ethic. Mm -hmm. But he was in Miami, and Miami is not a great team. You know, when you get into right. a good culture and a team that's used to winning and you got good leadership. Exactly. With Dame and CJ, like Dame's not going to let this guy take a night off. Oh, no. CJ's not going to let him take a night off. If he, if he starts doing that, he's an expiring contract and he's an asset exactly. at that point. Exactly. So he and he's contract year, so he can't come in and just, you know, ho hum it all year long because exactly. he won't get paid. Exactly. And he's making twenty seven million. I don't know if he's going to get that again, but he's trying to he's trying to get as close to that as he can. Yeah. Depending on how he he hoops this year, man, he could get that again because yeah, he, he's a talent, man. Like like you say, he's a big body. Exactly. Um, it could be a chance for him to put those rumors about him to rest in Miami mm -hmm. and say this is the new Hassan Whiteside. Exactly. I can be, you know the starting center for a contending team mm -hmm. and there's that's gonna there's gonna be a market for that next year oh yeah you know there's always a market for a, a solid high caliber you know center mm -hmm. um but speaking of centers we lost Ennis Cantor uh in free agency to Boston the Boston Celtics who we didn't even mention they picked up Kemba Walker they did man so like that, Boston even though they lost Kyrie and Horford, I mean, they still yep. got two good guys. Yeah, so they're not know? taking that much of a step back. Uh, and maybe this helps their uh, their locker room. Mm -hmm. And can they can get back that fire, you know, that lightning in a bottle they had and two Kim, years ago. Kimba's a, a team guy. I yeah. mean, granted, he was putting up crazy numbers in Charlotte. I yeah, mean, but he was he had, he to. had to. Yeah, he was the only guy. <laughs> You're going to pass it to Frank Kamitsky. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Frank the Tank. <laughs> but um, I think that uh, Kimba will be a great addition to that culture. Yeah. You know, the legacy of Boston. I think he fits right in. He's a winner. He is, you know, on a, I'll say individual level, <laughs> you know, not team wise, but yeah. I think with him, Jason Tatum, they still got Brown. Brown, yeah. You know, I was kind of surprised that they didn't let him go or he wasn't packaging the deal. Yeah. But, um, Hayward. Hayward. Like, that's a nice team. That's still a nice team. Yeah. That, that's a playoff team for sure. But here's the thing with, with Cantor signing there. He took five mil. Right. For two years, the 10 for two, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but I could be wrong on this. So don't quote me, listeners, but it might, I think it might be a one and one plus one. Okay. Uh, but anyway, two years, 10 mil. So five mil for the year. Portland had 5.7 taxpayer mid level exception. Mm -hmm. Right. And the whole question was Rodney Hood. I mean, everybody kind of assumed Curry was moving on. Oh, yeah. And he, he got his bag in Dallas. Good mm -hmm. for him. You know, going no back, hard feelings. Going back to the dirty D. Uh, <laughs> the dirty D. Hey man, that's that's what they say down there in <laughs> Dallas, man. Shouts out to my people down in Texas, man. Oh, so we had five point seven, and it was Cantor or it was Hood. And mm. I think a lot of people thought I thought Cantor would be the focal point of that, the, the first option, mm -hmm. because Nurk's down, and when Nurk comes back, we go to that one-two punch again, and we just have to figure out the wing at that point. Uh, Everybody knew 5.7 is what we had. We knew that from the end of the season. Exactly. We knew that on draft night. We knew that going into the free agency. Uh, and Cantor is out here claiming that uh, he had six minutes to make a decision. And, you know, with that, I think it probably came down. That was probably on the phone or, you know, mm -hmm. met face-to-face, -face, however it went down. I think that, you know, as over the year progressed, Portland was like, all right, this is what we have. Mm -hmm. And they gave him, they probably gave him ample enough time yeah. beforehand to make a decision. But when you have, you know, deals on the table, mm -hmm. like a white side, a Baysmore, Rodney Hood, resigning re Hood, I think they finally gave it the last straw and be like, okay, you got these five, six minutes to let yeah. us know what's going on. And that's the thing. You saw Dame's response. Mm -hmm. uh, he he quoted it on, on uh, Twitter and he was like, you know. I'm paraphrasing here, but he mm -hmm. said something, you know, like, nah, that's not true. I was in the room with Neil. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have had six minutes left from the 45 minutes we gave right, you. Right. But like, it, it didn't go down where they just called him and were like, like yeah, I need got, an answer. You got five, in five minutes. minutes. Yeah. So, and, and I think what he said was sometimes you lose two guys waiting on one. Mm -hmm. And so it sounded to me like it was a situation where maybe Rodney, they thought Rodney was going to get another deal mm -hmm. and they wanted, if they couldn't get Cantor, they want to make sure they lock him up real quick. So they reached out to Cantor. They probably communicated with Hood. You know, I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But maybe they said, hey, we're offering this. You're our next in line. Mm -hmm. I don't know 
And I, they, I, I don't know if that's it, a professional courtesy or not, but I think it is. And I think the Blazers really gave Cantor, you know, uh, a clear idea like, hey, we want you back. Yeah. You know, I know it's not going to be, you know, the big money that you want, but we'll spend this f on you. Yeah. You know, we want you here. And the fact that he signed for that same amount. Right. Technically less than that amount. Exactly. In Boston. I mean, no knock on Cantor. I love him. He's a great dude. Oh, yeah. He's great. Did a lot dude, out man. here. But, yeah. man, don't don't be out here slandering the six minutes. Come yeah, on, yeah. bro. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I wish him nothing but the best of luck in, yeah. in Boston because, like I said, you know, he did great work. Mm -hmm. out here in the community in portland you know with the free camp that yeah, we yeah. did with him um, rip city i mean listeners if you're if you're at the game when boston comes back to play in portland you better give him a standing ovation because you damn right that guy played through ramadan fasting couldn't take medicine a and a separated shoulder. shoulder yeah so like he poured his heart and soul yeah. into those playoff games for yeah, sure i got nothing but love for him i wish we could have worked it out to keep mm -hmm. him but uh at least you know we did have rodney hood to fall back on exactly which i thought was huge because i thought he was a little out of our range um i thought but he was that, in like the nine mil range but exactly but that shows you that he kind of likes it here like, in portland. He, he wasn't joking when he said yeah. he likes the vibe he likes it here um you know playing along damon cj and i think you know how everybody's saying the culture of portland and mm -hmm. the trailblazers i think that's what guys are starting to realize yeah it's nice here it is you know you and get that locker room. That yeah. locker room vibe, it, it says something. And a lot of people on Twitter were saying how, you know, we lost Myers and ET and how they added mm -hmm. to the culture. I think we'll still have that continuity amongst the team because you have Dame and CJ who are the yeah. foundation. You didn't lose your pillars. Right. You didn't lose your pillars. And so I think with the additions of Whiteside and Bazemore, the Blazers are going to keep rocking. And, you know, say what you want about, you know, Hassan, but Bazemore is a high quality, high character guy. Mm -hmm. Like he's not going to come in and, and cause issues about playing time or things like that. Yeah. And he's on a contract year also. Mm -hmm. so he's going to come and work hard knowing that he's trying to get that next paycheck. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, since we're talking about it, Evan Turner, if you haven't heard, traded to Atlanta for Kent Bazemore, 6'5", uh, kind of crafty wing. Another lefty. Another lefty. It's always, I always think it's important to have one lefty. For sure. Just good to switch minutes. it up. Yep. Yeah. Because you can do different lineups. You can, you know, especially like dead ball situations, you got different looks you can do with the guy that's comfortable going that way. Mm -hmm. um, Myers obviously moved to Miami. And then in that same deal, Mo got shipped out to the LA Clippers. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, after that, I mean, Aminu, we didn't, we didn't mention Aminu. He signed in Orlando. Mm -hmm. uh, which is funny because you remember this two years ago, Orlando put out like a, a picture of their draft draft room and there was a whiteboard on the wall uh -huh. and it said trade targets and Aminu was at the top of the list. Really? <laughs> and they took it down like two minutes later because they realized they had their trade list up Did there. it? Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> but it got screenshotted, of course. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I saw nothing, that. So nothing safe on social media. They got man. their target. Yeah. I mean, they did what Portland does. They target somebody and then they get them two mm -hmm. years later. <laughs> hey, it's, as long as it falls through, man. Yep. It falls through. And we also picked up Mario Hizonia. Yeah. I like him, man. Yep. I like him. I'm glad like you that. said his last name. You know, I can pronounce <laughs> things here and there. But uh, Mario Hizonia from the Knicks. Former, uh, former number five pick. Right. I forgot that he went that high. Yeah. I think uh, just getting lost to what? He was in Orlando. He was in Orlando. And, and then, then went, he went to New York, to, New York mm -hmm. to dysfunctional franchises exactly. who don't know how to manage their young talents. Exactly. Because, I mean, that's a whole nother story what Orlando's yeah. missed out on. But um, Mario, I like him, man. He he has that dog in him. He's athletic. He's athletic. He can handle the ball. He can he, shoot a little bit. You know, something wild I found out today. Uh, Nurk and Mario grew up, quote unquote, next door to each other. Really? So the same They go same way city. back. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Apparently, they go way, way back. Gotcha. See, uh, that's even more that a locker room to the vibe. chemistry. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, listeners, if you if you're a little bit confused on who Mario is, you might re you might remember a posterizing dunk on uh, Giannis, the Greek freak, Antetokounmpo ooh, last it, year. Ooh, it was uh, bad. That was Mario with the step over, mm -hmm. and then the whole locker room thing where Giannis was like, "Next time he does that, I'll punch him in the balls." Right? <laughs> like, okay, nah. really, calm down. <laughs> hey, Giannis <laughs> felt some type of way on that dunk. Hey, I went too after that because he stepped over him like he was AI. Right. I was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> and then he had to block against Bron Bron. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, the game, game winner. Yeah. The game, game winning shot. Yeah. 
So, Locked. He he's he's a heady player, man. He's smart. smart. I like him. He I grew like up him. playing point guard. So mm-hmm. even though he's he's uh six six eight, eight six nine. He, but he grew up being a ball handler, yeah. so he has that handle. He's not just an outside guy, which exactly. is huge. And like um, I said, I, I like him, man. He can handle the ball. He can make plays. I could see him being in that lineup with Damian CJ. I think he yeah. can crack that. I think he'll spot. get some minutes. Um, I, I think he could. Think of him as maybe not quite the shooter of uh, – I mean, I don't know if this is a great comparison. Not quite the shooter of like a Stauskas of just like a standstill shooter. Okay. But he's more athletic. He's gonna be a better playmaker. I put I put him in that Gallinari type of player. Yeah, he's like a young Gallinari. Yeah, yeah. I'll that's put, a, that's I'll put pretty him like good. That. Yeah, yeah. I'll I was just trying to that. find like comparisons to the Blazers, Blazers last year. Yeah. So, um, uh, but I think he could crack, get some minutes, especially early in the season to see mm-hmm. what he see what he's got. Yeah, him um, him and Zach could be interchangeable. Yeah, and that's another guy that. We tried to get last year, and he went to New York. Or exactly. maybe it was two years ago. It was two years ago. Um, like, two years ago, we was trying to get everybody that's on the squad yeah. now. <laughs> right. So, it, it yeah. finally came through. We wanted him. He took a little bit more money in New York, mm-hmm. more power to him. And then we got him now for the minimum. So, mm-hmm. we didn't have to pay him, and we ended up getting him anyway. Exactly. Uh, and then, and then uh, who else last. Oh, Tolliver. 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 Another former Blazer. Played exactly. two games. Yeah, two games. Man, I, did he even touch the court? He did. Did he? Okay. Yeah, he did. Uh, I read somewhere that he had two bad possessions and then got benched. Man, well, <laughs> hopefully this this turnaround, like he'll be. Yeah, he'll be he, better. I, he's another guy that had a uh, highlight on Giannis last year. I saw when I was watching his highlights. He had a, a oh a block, a, a yeah. huge block. Mm-hmm. He met him right at the rim and sent him back, and then uh, Minnesota went on a fast break the other way. Yeah, but uh, he's a good, solid. You know, a small ball power forward or or a bigger small forward, and I, you know I, he's a known commodity. You know what you're going to get. Oh with yeah, it. for sure. Mario still up in the air a little bit, but a guy like Tolliver, he's been around for a long time. You mm-hmm. know what he's going to give you. He's going to get you, you know, thirty five to thirty eight percent shooting outside. Mm-hmm. He'll get you, you know, three or four rebounds and get you six points if you play him, you know, fifteen minutes. Yeah, and that and that's just a veteran, you know, presence in the locker room that I think the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Kind of need at this point, mm-hmm. of, you know, everybody's career, you know, um, just another voice besides Dame and CJ. Yeah. And Nurk, so I think it'll be a good fit. Especially with losing, you know, some of the vets we did have. Yeah. I thought that was a good pickup to mm-hmm. to get that um, kind of that elder statesman in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think we might pick up another guard in that role. You think so? Not, not like I said, not for minutes, but more but just, just a veteran. be a mentor, you know, like like we had with Earl Watson a few years back, mm, you know, okay, like okay. somebody that's high IQ, high intelligence. You know who I would have loved to see? Who? That guy named D Rose. Yeah. Because what did he sign for with Detroit? It was something uh, small, right? I don't know. I think it was something small. So I don't know if that you know worked in our Blazers budget. Yeah. But just having a point guard like that would have yep. helped. But to see with D Rose, he probably warrants a little playing time. That you don't want to you don't want to take that away from Anthony. At least I don't. True. You know, but I, I mean, call me crazy. Maybe it could have worked out. You here's know, here's a name. Here's the uh, name I'm going to throw out there. Uh, Tony Parker. Oh, uh, but didn't he retire? Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> he know. He officially the, retired. Did he officially I retire? He, I think he officially retired. Tony Parker, come be a bench coach for us. We'll <laughs> right. give you We'll give you 2.2 right. or whatever the vet Something minimum whatever is. whatever it is. Racking no. a little more cheddar. Yeah. No, I think he officially retired. <laughs> okay. Uh, couple of weeks ago i think i want to say okay yeah oh, but that would have yeah. been a good pick though that would be a good pickup so right now this is kind of what the lineup is looking like in my eyes as presently constructed mm-hmm. assuming we keep layman so point guard we got dame and we got anfernee shooting guard we got cj mario and trent jr small okay. forward we got hood Bazemore, and nazir little as you know packed in there uh power forward we have collins I put Jake Lehman in the power forward because I think that's where he's going to get his minutes this year, assuming we hold on to him. Mm-hmm. And then Anthony Tolliver, I, I slotted behind him because I feel like minutes will probably go to Lehman before mm-hmm. Tolliver. Uh, and then center, obviously Whiteside. You got Skull as the uh, as the backup still. And then uh, Nurk when he comes back from injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one guy on two-way. It's a power forward, Jalen Horde. And I think that'd be a great... Uh, we have another two-way spot. I think mm-hmm. it'd be a great place to get... Um, Get Mike Dom. Okay. 
it, it's worth the risk in my mind. If you're going to leave it an empty spot, mm -hmm. it's worth the risk because this guy could, you know, scoring can usually translate. Yeah. Um, I like that. I would switch Baysmore to the shooting guard and his Zonia mm -hmm. to the small forward. Okay. Um, that was the one. That was one where I was like, I'm not sure which guy's gonna fit better where. Yeah. I put Hizonia on the shooting guard because I felt I felt he might be able to handle the rock a little better for sure. But ba Baysmore could handle the ball a little yeah, bit, man. He, he, he can dribble. He, he, he could yeah. be a playmaker. He's at not times. a. He's not a Minu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Minu. God bless him. Uh, was kind of limited in his role as a playmaker, but you know, with our additions of Baysmore, um, Mario. Like those are playmakers. They can handle the ball um, on the perimeter, get to the hole, and dish it off. Mm -hmm. You know, dish it off to Hassan. You know, for the alley oop, kick it to Dame or CJ. That's you know rotating to the corner for that three. So yeah, that's okay. how I see it. All right, I got a couple of questions. That let's okay, run these by. Does Whiteside stay all year? Man, through the playoffs. I th I think that he has to stay. I know he could be an asset come trade deadline, mm -hmm. but if we, the Blazers, want to make that championship run, get at least get to back or get back to where we were this past year, I think we have to keep him. I think we have to keep him. I think we have to uh, have that one-two punch in this mm -hmm. in the middle, you know, because um, it was evident once you know Cantor was hurt and nerd, yeah. Like there was we, nobody there. Yeah, there was nobody there, and we were struggling to, uh, you know, protect the paint for the most part. And I think that's why um, we had got Hassan because I I don't think Blazers really had faith in Myers to be in that position. Granny, he had a great last game. Oh my you know, gosh. he had twenty five points in the first half, but if you saw that second half, like Warriors zoned in on him, and he only scored five points. Yeah. So that's not, not a factor. He, yeah, that's not a factor. Like you, he he was taken out of the game. So I think um, the Blazers knew that. And they was like, hey, we need to get a, a big that could, yeah. you know, maybe stay here for the the whole year until Nurk gets back at least. But I I think I think Hassan Hassan stays the whole year, man. Yeah, I think uh, so. If if anything happens on Nurk's timetable when he's pushed back, mm -hmm. Hassan's here. Yeah, whole year, no no question. I think, but if Nurk healthy by you know all-star break or before trade before trade deadline mm -hmm. you got a decision to make and part of it depends on who's available because i don't want to go after kevin love yeah uh, i don't want to don't necessarily want to go after blake griffin uh i'm a little i'm more open to blake griffin though than i am kevin love now why is that he's just more he's a better player um because he's more multifaceted because he can handle the ball more. He can handle the rock. He okay. can, I mean, both of them can hit the shot, but he, he's more explosive. He's more of a threat. Okay. You get him the ball and he's a threat. And whereas I feel Kevin, Kevin Love, good player on this team, I think he's more of a spot up shooter. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not someone you're going to for offense necessarily. Right. Whereas a Blake Griffin, you could. Right. You know, because he could handle the rock and go one on one with CJ and Dame. On each side of exactly. it. Exactly. And you know what? I totally, and he can pass. I totally agree. Because uh, earlier in the year, I said, you know, maybe we should go after Blake. And yeah. a lot of people say, oh, well, he's injury prone and stuff like that. If you, but That's do, why he's available. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> why he's available. But if you manage his minutes throughout mm -hmm. the year and you come playoff, come playoff time, like he'll be ready. Yeah. And like to your point, he can handle the ball. He can play make. And if you got, you know, that high pick and roll or – him bringing the ball down and Dame and CJ coming off down screens and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Man, it doesn't have to be the guy. He doesn't have he doesn't to be have, the he's guy. He's not going to be the number one, exactly. which is going to lighten the load on him. And in Detroit, he was just, you know, carrying the load. And that's why his body. It's the only way out. they made the playoffs. The only way. <laughs> him just playing out of having his best year. Like so, that's the thing. He had his best statistical year. Yeah. Which in is Detroit crazy. last year. Which is crazy. But, um, yeah, back to your original question. If if Whiteside is still here um, or not here, then I would go after Blake. Yeah, the other name that I would throw in there that has been beaten like a dead horse is Aaron Gordon. Mm -hmm. You know, with our Orlando connection uh, and obviously Hassan Whiteside's Florida connection. Uh, if they start playing poorly, they might say, hey, let's clear this cap right, and, and retool ourselves. That would help us with win now. Uh, 
obviously in that situation, we'd have to, you know, hit the buyout market and pick up, you know, another uh, center in that case. Mm -hmm. If we let Hassan go and we went for a small forward, power forward, we would need to hit another buyout. But yeah, that can be done. You know, it's doable. No, it, it'll work out. But definitely, man, we got to keep Hassan. That's my first thought for I, him to be here the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that's probably the goal. Uh, but you know, see how things go. I just think it was a genius trade. We didn't have to give up any trade pick, any uh, any picks in the trade. Right. Like that's kind of. So Neil Neil worked his magic. This same thing with the Bazemore deal. Like exactly. that's expiring for expiring. We didn't have to give him even a second round pick. Exactly. Like that's a good move. Like O'Shea's been working. He has. You know, I I don't know if he's been hearing the rumbles of. You Came know, back from his two year vacation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those bad contracts or whatever. But it, it all it all came back around, man. We got rid of those contracts. We got better players for the most part. I'm um, optimistic. Oh, I am I'm too. Very optimistic. After that white side deal, man, you know, I tweeted, I said 2020 NBA champs, Blazers. <laughs> you called me on it. I, I think we do have a good chance. I'm putting that on the board for was it what I'd say? Oh, what I say. That's gonna be our new that's, new that's segment coming up. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Cause um if you think about it, the Blazers, they still have their backcourt. That's the mm. best backcourt in the league, you mm -hmm. know, with Clay going out. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. You can't there's you, no argument now. Yeah. Best backcourt. Um we got players that know how to play make. I, I see us going to the finals. Yeah. I really do. I really there's, do. The expectation for me. At the at the minimum, and this is weird coming as a Blazer fan my whole life. The expectation at a minimum is Western Conference Finals. Man, but you you didn't have those feelings back in like 2009, 2010 season when we had B Roy Lamarcus and Greg and them. Not that year. I did have pretty close expectations uh, the year before when we had uh, Aldridge and Matthews before Matthews Achilles. Okay. Blew out. Okay. Yeah. That's I did have pretty high expectations that year. But this this year, I feel, you know, I'm 27 years old. This is the most confident I've been gotcha. about a Blazer team going into a season. Gotcha. And mm -hmm. a lot has, and that's even with Nurk missing half the year. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm still, I still have that confidence because it, it's just, man, I'm no, excited. I'm excited. No, I, I, I can't I'm even get my words too. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited too, man. I, I think it, it'll be great. Like, um. We just got good guys, man, on the squad now. Good you know, guys. Did you notice uh, one last thing on the free agency stuff? Did you notice? So Dame signed his Supermax. Oh, man, how can we forget we that? We didn't even mention. He broke the bank on that one. Blazer for life now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Most likely. 99%. For sure. Uh, he did have a player option in the last year, which I thought was interesting. But I figured he's getting so much money that I could – Dame's the type of dude that would be that could see like, hey, you pay me, I'll help you out because this is my organization. Right. Also, he's invested into it, so I thought maybe this is like, if we're still competitive and he's getting a lot of money, it makes it so he can maybe restructure his mm -hmm. contract mm -hmm. and help the team out while he still gets his money, but he can give the team back some of that right. that change to stay competitive. Right. I like that. Uh, or maybe it's end, just to keep his options open in his last year. I don't know. But I mean, even then, like he's done enough. Yeah, he's done enough for, you know, Blazers uh organization. Like what was the deal? Like two hundred? Oh man, it's like two hundred mil? I think it was like one ninety six. We'll just say two hundred mil. Yeah. <laughs> but um, basically. Yeah. We'll I round mean, up. At, at the end of the at the end of the deal, he'd be what, thirty four, thirty five? I think so. Something like there. that. I mean, so at that point. We'll just see how he is, but that's basically like the decline mm -hmm. of a point guard's career. Yeah. But um, he he's done great, man. He's done great. And I don't want to hear anybody coming in my mentions talking about Blazers shouldn't have offered Dame the max, the super max. Now they don't have any money to spend. They can't be flexible. We didn't have any money to spend the last three years. Exactly. We got to the Western Conference Finals. Exactly. Second of all, you did you see what happened in Charlotte? When they like they didn't give Kemba the max, and he's like, "Okay, see you later." Exactly. Like, like you have to, like you can't, you can't let a talent like Dane not get paid in a place where you can't attract free agents already. Exactly. Think about when you have Max. If you let Dane walk and you got Max money, and a guy comes like this guy gave his heart and soul for eight years, exactly worked his way to All NBA, and you didn't reward him for that. Yeah. 
So like it sets it sets that precedent precedence of of not respecting your players. Mm-hmm. And that's that's even that has a longer effect, I think. You know, it that's does. a lingering effect because that that shows what your organization thinks of its guys. And, and, and Portland's not like that at all. Oh no, poor Portland treats their players well. The star players like even B Roy, you know, yeah. back in the day, like he got maxed out. Yeah. You know. Um Lamarcus, I don't think he got super maxed out no, at no, the time. No, no, he didn't get super, no. But I mean he still got paid, you know. Yeah. Um even the players that shouldn't have got maxed out got paid. You know, <laughs> so Portland, the Blazers really do treat their players well. They do. And and that's that's the thing. that's my whole point on that. Mm-hmm. It's just like what you're gonna offer him less. Yeah. Okay, A, he might not accept it and you lose out on your transcendent, you know, most could be the best blazer of all time man say it with some confidence man you can say that <laughs> dame is the best player or best blazer of all time so you miss out on that and the disrespect it just ugh. it's mm-hmm. just it's disgusting to think that people are like he doesn't deserve that yeah like what like what well, do you deserve like, not, why are you worried about another man's cheddar yeah but even then like they they don't see you know what he's brought to the organization on and off the court yep so they're just on the outside you know trying to peek in you know right and they're Best part about the whole Supermax deal is it was a, it was signed in Oakland. Neil O'Shea mm-hmm. was live. He was doing his free agency from Oakland mm-hmm. to be at the party with Dame and his family. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Instagram. Dame had it. They all had shirts commemorating yeah. someone from their family. Mm-hmm. And even Neil O'Shea had one on. Uh, Neil O'Shea, I can uh, I don't know, but I, he's he's invited the cookouts now. Hey, I think Dame has <laughs> gave him that pass. Gave him that pass, man. You're invited anytime. You Holidays, cookout pass. you know, Memorial <laughs> weekend, everything. So Neil Neil has done right by Dame, and he's in there, man. So that said, that's all the stuff that's happened so far. We got, like I said at the in the beginning of the show. We've got summer. Summer league is going to start mm-hmm. this Saturday, the sixth, against the Pistons. Mm-hmm. We'll see how some of the new guys look. I'm, I'm excited to see Little. I'm excited to see Dom. I'm excited to see even Anthony mm-hmm, getting minutes. Sure. Um, there's a lot of stuff to watch for because these guys, sometimes with good teams, the guys playing summer league don't matter. Exactly. You know, they're they're bent end of the bench guys, yeah. but. Portland's a little unique because these guys are these guys have a chance to get minutes, mm-hmm. especially uh, Anthony. Little maybe not so much here and there, but especially Anthony. And you could maybe throw Gary Trent in there too. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to watch that. Uh, see if anybody gets one of those two way deals. But speaking uh, speaking of summer league, let's get into this uh, this interview we, we got with Mike Don. On the phone, we have a very special guest today. He's the 10th player in NCAA history to reach 3,000 points. He's the, he's seventh in all-time NCAA scoring. He averaged 25.3 points per game and 11.7 rebounds his senior season at South Dakota State University. Some may know him as Mike Dom. To others, he's the dominator. Mike, thank you for joining us today. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. Yeah, Go ahead. We're all excited when we heard that. Uh, we heard you got uh, signed on to the uh, the summer league team. Like your scoring, your talents, what you're bringing, I think is going to fit in perfectly. Yeah, no question. You know, I'm uh, I'm very you know in a very fortunate spot to you know get picked up by the Trailblazers. Um, you know, I'm super excited to get out there, um, explore the city a little bit, and just uh, really get to work. You ever been to Portland before? I've been there a couple of times just traveling through. Uh, my mom's from Central Oregon, so oh, that's right. That's right. I've been there. I've been there a little bit, but I've never really gotten to to see the city. So, being from the Midwest, what did you what did you know about the Trailblazers? What was your like? How did you think about the Trailblazers before you got picked up by them? Oh, I love them. Um, you know, actually, my mom was kind of the one I would say who introduced me to the Trailblazers. She always joked around with me that it would be so awesome if I got to play for him just because I have so much family out there. Um, so she was the one who really kind of introduced me to him. You know, I love their style of, style of gameplay. And uh, two guys I really admire is, you know, Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum just because, you know, they're two mid-major guys, two that, you know, found their way into the league and are doing very well for themselves. So you said your mom's a Portland Trailblazer fan? She is. She is. All uh, right, you'll fit right in here then. <laughs> <laughs> no question. 
So you come from a town of like 2,000 people in Nebraska. How hard was it for you to get noticed? Like take us through the journey of a farm town kid making it to D1 school and eventually being seventh in all time NCAA scoring. Yeah, you know, it's, it's never been easy uh, for me. I feel like my roads have been tough, but at the same time, I knew I was built for built for the process and built for, you know, what was going to happen. But, you know, like you said, I was a, it was a super small farm town, and I actually had to play on an AAU team out of uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. So that was like my closest big city uh, to me. So then going there, playing in a couple, you know, big tournaments and just having some big games is where I really got recognized. And then, you know, South Dakota State popped up they were kind of the end of my recruiting list and they popped up, offered me. And then when I took my recruiting trip there, I just kind of fell in love with the culture, the school, um, just how everyone, you know, treated each other. It was a great family atmosphere, which is something that's super important to me, the camaraderie of the community and team. Um, so for me, it was going to South Dakota state. And, you know, at the time I was just happy to, you know, make a division one roster. Um, very blessed to, to play at the division one level. And at that point, you know, I just needed to work my butt off because I just wanted to do whatever it took to, you know, put myself in a spot to help a team win and help a team, you know, make it to their conference championship and playing the NCAA tournament. Because that was something I dreamed about, you know, since I was a little kid. And then, you know, I would come into SDSU. I registered that first year and uh, I just needed to get my body right, my mind right, get it ready for the physicality of the Division One game. And then from then on, it seems like things just kind of fell into place for me. Uh, just grinded out my freshman year, sophomore year. You know, after that freshman year, my head coach leaves. We get a new head coach, and then I kind of, I kind of get the ultimate freedom from my new head coach to really just kind of go out and do what I do. And that just kind of led to me being able to score the ball at a high clip and and helping my team, you know, be so be so successful for four years. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And uh, I know that you said in um, previous interviews uh, that you were very fortunate to have. Um, the players that you have here at South Dakota at South Dakota State, and you also had um, you know key players in your AAE leagues. Um, was there a key moment in your life that you know made you the basketball player now? I know you kind of just like elaborated a little bit more, but was there like some specific time and point, especially maybe during like your red shirt uh, freshman or sophomore year campaign? Yeah, there was. I mean, there was definitely. I would say there was you know key pivotal moments through each stage of my life in high school. Um, it was like one night I was shooting in the gym with my mom and I don't know how many threes I made, like 60, 63s in a row, something crazy like that. And then that's kind of when I knew, you know, if I really work, work my, work my tail off that I can do something that I can, you know, make it to the division one level and help my team out. And then my red shirt year at the end of the year, um, it was, uh, it was actually a, a practice. I was getting, we were uh, in the NIT and we were getting ready to play CSU and I was able to, uh, emulate one of the players on CSU, JJ Avila. I remember it. And, uh, I kind of just went off. And at that point, I think is when I realized like, man, I can contribute to this team. I can play at the division one level. Like I can be a, you know, a prolific, you know, scorer and just an option for this team to, you know, continue its success. And I think that was definitely one of the defining moments for me. But now Mike, man, but did you think that you'll be in the top 10 scoring all time in the NCAA though? <laughs> like that's no. cra that's crazy to me man just looking at your stats and you know what you accomplished in your career like that's crazy to me man that's like top 10 in scoring the 10th player to score 3,000 points mm -hmm. like did you know that you could do that I mean granted you know you had the workouts and saying you know you hit the 63s in a row but like did you really think you could put in that work like that no no not at all you know for me for me the whole time was uh just wanting to do whatever it took to help my team, you know, win and succeed and just make sure that, you know, I'm taking care of my guys on the team. And, you know, as everything starts happening, you don't really think about it. Like if, if you would have went back four years ago and told, you know, my freshman self that, you know, you're going to be seventh all time and, and do so many things like that, I would have said, no way, no way. Right. Um, and, you know, like I said, things just kind of fell into place. I had a great coaching staff. You know, both coaching staffs were great that I was able to go through. I had the best teammates in the world. I had a community that was, you know, behind me just with everything that I, that was going on. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, I feel like right now I look at it, it's it's nonchalant. I just kind of brush it under the rug. But I feel like, you know, in, in 30, 40 years when I look back on it is when it'll be, you know, something that I can kind of hang my head on, know that I accomplished that, but also knowing that, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of great people help me reach that point. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, one of those people, you know, with your mother, I heard she was a hooper herself back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. No question. She she was the she was the best hooper in the family until I think I hit seventh grade. <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah. But um, now also she uh, she led the rebounds in uh, at Wyoming, correct? Yeah, yeah, she she does. I think she still got rebounding. She used to have scoring for a while, but then someone someone snuck up and, and took that from her. I don't know, like four or five years ago. Okay, okay. But now she she holds some records though, man. So you know, I see it runs it runs deep in the family, man. <laughs> Definitely, it does. does. It does. I got good genes, no question. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Right, your father too. He he was tight end for the Oilers for a year. Yeah, he was. He was. You know, Ooh. my dad. I think my dad. Sometimes everyone thinks I got all my. You know, athletic ability from my mom, but I think my dad is is the one. He, you know, he sneaks up. He's still he's still got some he's still got some juice in him even to this day. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> a little one on one games in the backyard, <laughs> right? So we know oh, we all yeah. know you're like a you're a prolific scorer. And I was reading an article the other day, and I saw I came across this quote from your mom, and she said this was this was her motto: "You don't get your name in the paper for playing defense. You want to score." Did that? contribute to your mindset on being on the floor and and going and getting your buckets um i don't know you know she 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 used to say a, a lot of things and, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah she used to she used to say a lot of things but you know for me as i you know i would say when i was younger maybe you know that was just like the cool thing to do you just wanted to score the ball you wanted to score the ball and and you know hit the deep threes and hit the big shots but i feel like as the older i got it was just making the right plays. Um, and the right place for me was scoring the ball. So mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, having a, a group of guys and teammates that support you and kind of give you that freedom to, you know, go and get a bucket is has been something that, you know, I've been very fortunate to have. You know, not a lot of teams you're going to find guys who are as close netted as guys that I've played with and are just willing to, you know, pass up a shot for me to take the shot. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like, I feel like me just going out and scoring has been has been the easiest thing for me. I've had great teammates that have helped me, you know, get the shots that I take. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to pivot uh, to the the Trailblazers now for a little bit. So, yeah. describe the emotions that ran through your head when you were offered a spot on not just the Portland Trailblazers summer league team, but the defending NBA summer league <laughs> champs roster. We yeah. we yeah. have we take that with a little bit of pride here in Portland. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that a lot. You know, it was. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, it's a blessing. It's amazing. You know, for me, you always, you know, as, as since I was a little kid, I always wanted to hear my name called on draft night. Um, I knew the real possibility, you know, I'm a real, I'm a realistic person and I knew, you know, it probably wasn't going to happen, but you know, in the back of your mind, you just hope it does. But mm -hmm. for me to still get this opportunity to, you know, play on the defending summer league champs team, um, just an opportunity to kind of showcase what I can do and try to make a name for myself is awesome. I'm really excited to, you know, get to Portland, get to know the guys and just start that bond, you know, just really get to know each other and just carry that over into summer league and get ready to, you know, kill the other teams. Mm. Wayne? Yeah, um, it was interesting. Actually, we were we were the summer league champs last year and then we were um, also the summer league finalists against the Lakers the year before that. Yep. Um, yep. And I mean, what were you doing at the time you found out and how did it basically all go down for you? Yeah. So for me, my my agent stayed in touch with me um, during this whole process. And it was actually draft night uh, is when he just kind of hit me and said, Portland is super interested. Um, they got a spot for you on summer league team. And he kind of just wanted to, you know, get a feeler for the rest of the teams. So then I just kind of sat on it that night. And then the next thing in the morning, he gave me a call and he said, yep, he goes, I think Portland is going to be the best destination. He goes, going to give you a, a legit shot. And I mean, I was just, I was super stoked, um, you know, just to, just like I said, just to have this opportunity to, you know, come from college where not that many, you know, people will get to go on and continue to play basketball after college. It's, it's a blessing for me to, you know, just have this opportunity and be able to go out and play summer league. Mm -hmm. right. And now, uh, Mike, with your skill set, you know, you're a shooter, you know, you like to chill out on the perimeter, you know, wait for that ball to swing around, you know, get I it mean, in your hands. I mean, you can board too, though, 11.7. Oh, no, yeah, no for slouch. sure. You know, but... um. You know, one one of our needs for the for the Blazers was a, a wing guy who could knock down a, a shot. Do you think that would be something that you could like definitely contribute to the team? And and what else do you think that you could add to the uh, Trailblazers roster? For sure, um, you know, shooting is definitely the thing that I would say go to is what I'm elite at. 
Um, I've always been, you know, a good shooter. My mom has literally taught me that since I would think I was, you know, born. She put a ball in my hand and had me shooting hoops. So for me, I definitely think that that's one thing that I could bring to to Portland is just a, a, a consistent shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, you know, my body has changed since my freshman year of college to now. You know, I definitely think that for me, it's going to, you know, it's going to be out going out and just and proving that I can, you know, guard multiple positions. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I'm excited to accept that challenge and to kind of prove, you know, guys and teams wrong about, you know, my foot speed or mm-hmm. things that they've kind of doubted me on over the years. So that's definitely one thing I, I feel like I got a, you know, a chip on my shoulder about and then definitely rebounding. You know, I was blessed with long arms. I was blessed to be tall. So. For me, getting physical and, and rebounding um, is something that, you know, I'm definitely not scared of. And, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to do whatever it takes to, you know, be a part of a, a winning culture. You know, guys that just care to be on the court with each other, you know, that family atmosphere. And I definitely get that that vibe from everything that Portland's got going on. You see the success that they've had, you know, over the past years. Um, and it's something I want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, obviously... You know, I'm assuming one of your short-term goals is is to make that 15-man roster, which I think personally, I think you have a great shot at. As Chris said, we need some wing scores. We need somebody who can do a little something from that position. But uh, what about uh, any long-term goals in the NBA? You know, it's funny. I uh, I've definitely learned over the years. I I kind of take things day by day for mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, I really like to you know enjoy the time and the moment that I'm living in right now. And for me, um, you know, it's just going to be getting to Portland, working my butt off and, you know, good Lord willing, making that roster. Um, but I just want to, you know, make sure I'm, I'm taking care of my family, taking care of things like that. Um, you know, long term goal, I would love to be able to play in the NBA for, you know, 10, 11 years and mm-hmm. have that, you know, have that under my belt. But for me, it's just going to be, you know, really enjoying each day, enjoying each opportunity that's given to me and just making sure I'm working my butt off. For sure. All, all I got to say, man, when you're down in Vegas, stay away from the pool parties. I used to live out there. And let me tell you, man, stay away from the pool parties. No, no, man. he needs to go to the pool parties. He's, he's got ex- to no. <laughs> you uh, He tried to make the roster, so man. So some of the nightlife, you know, you got you to visit a little, you know. This is like, like, not too no, hard. Like the devil and the angel that. on the shoulders right now. Keep it a little yeah, cash. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know about that. I got to be smart when I go out there. I like there. that mentality, though. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think it, it's a great uh, thing that they have it in, in Vegas, you know, so it could weed out the knuckleheads and see, you know, <laughs> and see who's really no ready for, for the uh, for the for the NBA life, you know. So no question, no, yeah, but I, I think you'll handle it well, man. You know, it seems like you got a good head on your shoulders, man. Yeah. Um, I, actually, we got one last question. Actually, it's more of a something off the top of your head thing. I was watching okay. uh, the Sanford Spotlight video of you. And you oh, s- no. <laughs> oh no! Oh um, no! It seems like it seems like you got uh, some jokes up your sleeves. Can you uh, hit us? <laughs> can you hit us with the one? Man, I, y'all put me on the spot like this. I gotta try to. I'm trying to think of what jokes I said in the uh, in the Stanford Spotlight thing, so I don't have to repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the viewers won't know it, so you you can just hit us okay, with it. Okay. Okay. I got. I just got one. Just a just one quick one here. For sure. All right. What kind of tree grows in your hand? Ooh, what kind of tree what? grows in your hand? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. hit me! You know, a palm tree. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. our, uh, our audio recorded. Derek, Derek knew it. He knew it right away. That's that's a good one though. Yo, it's not it's not bad. Oh. <laughs> no, yo, I, our producer just said my wife's from Nebraska. Is that a Nebraska joke over there? <laughs> oh my gosh, no! The, uh, Nebraska jokes are just all about like Cornhuskers and Nebraska football or something. That's, that's uh, all that they joke about. Corn God, and funny. football, right? Hey, maybe now they'll be known for basketball though. Exactly. Hey, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to put Western Nebraska on the map. Put them on the map, <laughs> man. You, hey, you, you already put them on the map just now, man. Yeah. You put them on the map for sure. <laughs> Mike Dom, the Dominator. Mike, uh, I want to thank you again for coming on uh, on the show today. Uh, hopefully, we can be in touch in the future uh, after we get this summer league championship wrapped up. You know, maybe back we'll give you another back, call. Back to back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, man, Mike, I, I appreciate you guys having yeah. me on. Um, you know, it's fun. It's a great opportunity. I'm I'm really looking forward to get out there and then getting to work with everyone. Right. For sure, yeah. man. Sure Let that thing fly out there, man. When you get on yeah. that court, man, shoot that ball. 
Hey, I definitely will. I definitely yeah. will. For sure. We're, right, you man. know, we're excited for everything, and um, we're definitely going to be watching you play in the Summer League, and just wish you the best of luck, buddy. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I, I really do appreciate you guys reaching out, and uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to this experience. For sure, for sure. Oh, yeah, we'll catch you later, Mike. All right, man. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. All right, man. All right, later. Peace. We got what you want. We got what you need. So that was Mike Dom, also known as the Dominator. The Dominator. Oh, so how do you guys think he's going to fit in? I personally think he's got a real shot at getting in that 14, 15 spot because we need improvement at that position on the wing. And mm. he might be big enough to be a small ball, you know, power forward, but it's worth taking a risk. He can score the basketball. You know, think of the guys we got in the past from small schools, Lillard and mm -hmm. cj i'm not trying to compare him to them but they were small school ballers yeah. and this guy's a small school baller so i think it's worth taking a flyer on him for a year and seeing what he's got now even just looking at his clips um you know he's a shooter man he's a knockdown shooter mm -hmm. we'll let that ball swing around you know the horn he'll get it he'll let it fly mm -hmm. and um you know what was his stats he was shooting what i mean 47 percent from the field and 27 from three i mean he can't be better but whoa I, whoa, like, whoa 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 Right? I got 41 from three for oh, career. Oh, my bad. Hold on. Am I Last year, 37. Lines? Okay, there Last, you go. Yeah, my 2018, bad, Mike, 19, 37% from three. But he's a 41 for his career. There you go. From three. But um, like I said, like he has a nice shot, and that's something that we do need mm -hmm. to, you know, spread the floor out for, you know, Dame and CJ to do their work. So mm -hmm. I think he'll he'll have a real opportunity to make that squad, man. Yeah, no, I agree. Same thing. You know, it's really prolific. He's a prolific scorer something um we've been lacking especially at the three three and four position for mm -hmm. a very long time um he seems like a very humbling dude uh, yeah he knows he knows what needs to be done he, you know his his whole nightlife situation we got that you know figured <laughs> out his, <laughs> his mentality is right in the i mean right it ain't like place. there's any nightlife here in portland anyway <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> but you know his mentality seems like he's gonna it's gonna lead him um far and hopefully uh you know, long career, especially with us. Yeah, I really liked what he was saying about like just wanting to make the right play for the team. Mm -hmm. And in that situation exactly. at, in college, guy. that just happened to be him shooting. Right. But it might be something different in a different position, in a different, you know, role. But uh, just talking about that, talking about how humble he is, I think he could find a role here as that knockdown guy, you know, in the short corner, shooting mm -hmm. 40%. Oh, you yeah. Know? Just post up, swing the ball around, boom. It's a bucket for sure. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he's top 10 all scoring. Like, that's crazy. So, nah. shout out to Mike, man. All right, listeners. So, that's going to do it for us here at Blazer Gang. Uh, we'll be back, hopefully, in a couple weeks here after, mm -hmm. the, after the Summer League. See how that roster is looking like. Uh, but I want to give a couple quick shout outs. Uh, I want to shout out first Young Jordan for the music. Check him out on Spotify. Our behind-the-scenes producers doing all the work, Brian, Darren, and Derek. Henry V Events for all this equipment and the facilities to use. Make sure you guys check us out on blazergonian.com. We got some new merchandise coming your way soon. Uh, visit Cultural Blends at the Lloyd Center. You can also find some of our gear there. Like and follow us on all our social medias. And subscribe to the podcast and rate us. And that's going to do it for us here. And as always... Rip, Rip City, City on, on the, the ass. ass.